Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Burley Gunner Show, Cleveland sports fan. Network, ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcast, Red Circle, welcome to Victory Wednesday. That's right. We're doing it all week. Tomorrow's Victory Thursday. We'll do Victory Friday. Hell, we're going to have Victory Saturday. Coming off a strong, strong, strong NFL weekend. Get up, Cleveland. I bet you thought that this was the Burley Gunner show where I come on here and say that the season's over. Wrong. Season is wide open, like I've been saying for multiple weeks in a row, Cleveland. Baltimore, thank you. First and for, first and foremost, I want to issue a huge thanks to the Baltimore Ravens for completely opening up the division for the Cleveland Browns. Let's recap. All right? Yeah. Welcome, baby. Yeah. It's time. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? And I know what you're thinking. But Burley, what about the COVID? I, you think I care? No. Nope. Not at all. We're playing the Raiders this week. We'll talk about that here. Coming up. Let's break down the weekend, shall we? Let's first d- go back to Thursday. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Pittsburgh Steelers thanks to Chase Claypool, who is completely selfish, and that was a ridiculous act on a professional field on a game-winning drive. I don't like that shit anyway, to be honest with you. Not out not of Chase Claypool. If, if, if. DeAndre Hopkins does something like that, or if Tom Brady runs for a first down, fine. I don't want Chase Claypool doing that, especially with the track uh, record of the Pittsburgh Steelers players the last five years. We'll talk about that. The uh, (laughs) Cleveland Browns handled the Baltimore Ravens. They weren't coming back. You thought they were coming back. They weren't. All right, they weren't coming back. It's an AFC North battle. They made it close. The Browns owned them. I don't care if Lamar's out or not. No big deal to me. I don't care. You get me to the playoffs. 
and Baltimore opened the door, okay? Sunday was arguably the biggest Browns game in the history of Browns home games, at least in my lifetime. You want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers last year and the last week of the season, win or go home, I get all that. That was last year, and quite frankly, it was inevitable the Browns were going to win that game last year. Pittsburgh sent out Mason Rudolph. It's almost like Pittsburgh was drawing Cleveland to win that game so they could come to Heinz Field. Didn't work out, but it looks like that it's looks like that's how it happened. Okay? And not to mention if Cleveland lost that game, it wasn't a guarantee they wouldn't make the playoffs. Season was on the line Sunday. The season was on the line Sunday, and in the last 20 years, I have seen the Browns never win that game. They're never, first of all, they're never in that game, but if, if they ever are, if they ever are, they don't win that game. Two years in a row now, the Browns have their backs against the wall last week or excuse me, last year against Pittsburgh, need to win to get in. And then this year, Baltimore need to win to get in. They lose Sunday, season's over. It's a wrap. It is a wrap. Here's why it's a wrap. Because you have now... Uh, you're three games out of the of the division with four games to play. You're not going to make the wild card. The division's wide open. Cincinnati, they lost in OT. Watched it in Cleveland. There was a there was a Bengals fan there cheering his ass off. And then when they lost, we shut him up. 49ers took care of business. So the Bengals lost, the Ravens lost, and the Steelers lost. The Browns pick up the dub. The Browns are now one game back of the AFC North. The, ooh, the coveted AFC North title. I can smell it. I can smell it. Do you understand that if the Browns tie with the Baltimore Ravens, they would win the head-to-head tiebreaker, splitting and then winning the AFC North divisional record. Do you understand how... How how in trouble Baltimore is, especially if Lamar's not going to be healthy. They host Green Bay. Loss. They, they may beat the Bengals the following week, but then they get the Rams and they get the Steelers. That sounds like two and two to me. That sounds like two and two, which would put them at ten and seven. Do you hear what I'm saying? They're not beating Green Bay. They're not beating the Rams. They may beat Bal- they may beat Pittsburgh. They may beat Cincinnati. Maybe. Maybe. They might. What if they don't? You they win one of out of their last three games. They miss the playoffs. If they go two and two, which I'm predicting, they are ten and seven. Guess what? Cleveland is seven and six. 
they beat the Raiders, even if they lose to the Packers. Let's just pretend they lose to the Packers. They ain't losing to the Steelers. They ain't losing to Cincinnati. That makes them 3-1 their last four games, 4-1 their last five games, and what is what is that? A seven-loss football team, just like the Baltimore Ravens. They're both going to end 10-7. and seven. The tiebreaker is going to go to Cleveland because they are going to have about a two-game divisional record. Um advantage over Baltimore. The AFC North is coming to Cleveland. The AFC North championship is coming to Cleveland. We're going to host a playoff game. Do you realize that? The Cleveland Browns in 2022 are going to host a playoff game. I'm telling you. Oh, what about Cincinnati? No. Mm-mm. No. Cincinnati may be 7-6. and six. Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts. Prime Podcast, Google Podcast. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan on Tuesdays, Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show, Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner, and on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. But they get the Broncos and then they get Baltimore and then they get the Chiefs and then they get the Browns. They may lose out. But what about the Steelers? Well, let me tell you about the Steelers. They just lost to the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> they just lost to the Minnesota Vikings. They get to play the Tennessee Titans. Then they get to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And then they get the Browns and they get the Ravens. They may lose out as well. Cincinnati's done. Pittsburgh is done. Cleveland and Baltimore, I believe they both end at 10 and 7.
and you can give the Browns the advantage over Baltimore with the better division record. They'd have a 4-2 and two divisional record, the Browns would. You think I'm nuts. You think I'm crazy. But this is real. Last year was the playoff berth. You got the playoff win in the same damn season. They're ahead of the pace. This year, AFC North champs host a playoff game. And you want to talk about the Cavs. Listen, I'm not a Cavs hater. Are they playing great? Yeah, I guess they're I mean they're they they are. But you want to you want to talk to me and you want to run around the city of Cleveland talking about oh, the Browns, they are so done. Oh, the Browns, they sink, they suck. But you but you're you're ecstatic about the Cleveland Cavaliers in the beginning of December. What? What have the Cavs what have the Cavs done to earn that? You're wasting all your energy on the Cleveland Cavaliers in the beginning of December? What? I'm not saying don't root for the, the Cavs, but you're you all I'm hearing is oh the Browns are screw they're so done the COVID oh no what what who are you to bitch about the COVID list we just beat the Ratbirds. The Ravens came into our house. We beat them. You're bitching about COVID on the week we play the Raiders. We don't, this isn't, this isn't Christmas Eve. We don't play the Packers this week. Playing the Raiders. With nothing to play for. Kidding me? Playing the Raiders. You're bitching about COVID. Ecstatic about the Cavs. Well, when 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 the Cavs are below 500 the same night that the Browns are hosting a playoff game you better take your paper bag off your damn head and get your ass to First Energy Stadium and cheer on the Browns come on Cleveland this isn't hard this isn't rocket science the Cavs are the, the Cavs are playing extremely well. I think they're a very bad matchup for most teams in the NBA because they are so big. They have two guys that are 6'10, 6'11 that are playing power forward and center. And anymore, most of these teams in the league's power forward is not 6'10, 6'11. Some of their centers aren't 6'10, 6'11. The Cavs are different. And Kobe Altman did a good job constructing a team. But do you know what I see? I see the Atlanta Hawks from 2005 to 2015. I'm sorry. That's what I see. That's what I see. I see a team that could possibly squeak into the playoffs as an eight seed, screw themselves for a lotto pick, and get swept by whoever in the playoffs because it works in the regular season when you're matching up in one in a one-game series with teams traveling all over the country. But then you talk about a, a team who gets into a playoff series against 
against coaches that are elite, they're gonna they're gonna figure him out. I'm telling you, and 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 I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not hating, not hating, but I wouldn't be surprised if these coaches figure it out before you know the All Star break, before the end of the season, and the Cavs miss out of the playoffs and don't even get that eight seed. I will say, advantage Cavs. They've already went through the tough part of their schedule. After the All Star break, it's much easier than before. I will say that, and I'm not I'm not Cavs hater. I've never been a Colin Sexton fan. I I don't love Darius Garland. Okay, Chetty Osmond had his chance. Whatever, Kevin Love, you give me a break. I mean, this kid, this kid Evan Mobley, he's the real deal. My only problem is in four years when he's on a rookie contract, and we're well, what what's gonna happen then? We're, we're, I'm telling you, the Cavs are more than three, four years away from winning a championship. Okay? So what's going to happen when Mobley wants a, a new deal with a new team? Whether he's... It, this, is the, this is the NBA. And this is Cleveland. And I'm sorry. It's not like the National Football League. The NBA is like the MLB in Cleveland. Play, they don't want to come here. They don't want to play here. Hell, football players don't want to play here. I'm questioning if my quarterback, my franchise quarterback, wants to be in Cleveland. Okay? I mean, man, you root for the Cavs. Yeah, it's fun. We don't suck. We're not the worst team in the league. I get it. It's it's fun. But go to the game. I'll go to a Cavs game. I'll love to go to a Cavs game. You hit me up. DM me on Twitter. Tell me, hey, Burley, let's go to a Cavs game. I'll go with you. But I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and the Cavs to the finals. I had someone, one of my close, one of my, I had someone text me a a graph. Let me show you this graph. I'm going to tell you about this graph. It was a chart of percentages to win the Eastern Conference. I'm not joking. The Cavs are the number one projected team at 27% to win the East with an 8% chance to win the finals. That's most in the whole East. Miami with at 17, they are a 10% difference. What? You, you, please, please. I'm not Cavs hater. This is just ridiculous. This is this is ridiculous. You're nuts. You're nuts. You're 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 all you're nuts. You're all of you. You're nuts. You are nuts out of your mind to tell me that the Cavs have a 27% chance to win the East and the Milwaukee Bucks have a 12% chance to win the East. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. And you're and you're bad and you're not doing yourself any favors by hating on the Browns. What what have the Cavs shown you that the Browns haven't? The Browns have the Browns were in the playoffs last year. They Won a playoff game at Heinz Field. (sighs) 
the do you want to know the last time the Cleveland Cavaliers were in the playoffs without LeBron James? 1998. I was 11 months old. The Browns went to the playoffs last year. They had the coach of the year in his first season. What? You're giving up on the Browns? I just don't get it. I don't understand. Again, I'm not Cavs hater. I don't understand how you can back the Cavs and slam the Browns. Whatever. How about Monday Night Football? Did you really think there was going to be a three-game gap in the NFC West? Come on. No. Did I preseason predict the Cardinals to have a better record than the Rams? Yes. I didn't predict them to have a three-game better record than the Rams. You've got to be outside your mind. I can't believe how many people were shocked that the Cardinals lost at home at the Red Sea. Yeah. Did you really think that the Rams' Sean McVay was going to dig himself in a three-game hole in the NFC West? If the Cardinals win that game, they're three games up with four to play. You're nuts. Not to mention the Cardinals got the first game. I like Sean McVay to uh, bounce back and win game number two. I really do. Um, I mean, I thought that was just inevitable. If you follow me on other platforms, um, Twitter, TikTok... Book and Sports app, anything like that. I mean, you you obviously know that I was I, I was screaming Rams. What? And how about OBJ? You know what? You can't lie to yourself, Browns fans. That you. I mean, maybe you can. You're maybe you're just an Odell hater. Maybe you're just an OBJ hater. He's toxic. Whatever. You do you, bro. Me, I was sitting back. I I I, I couldn't help but smile to see that guy in the end zone for a third straight time. Three straight weeks, OBJ in the end zone. He had three touchdowns with the Browns. So, I mean, you 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 put things into perspective. Is OBJ washed? No. Are the Rams terrible? No. I don't know what, where everyone got this Rams are fraud thing. I don't understand that. I don't get it. And Sean McVay? Sean McVay is not a dummy. He's no dummy. Guy, The guy had... Jared Goff, which we're going to talk about Jared Goff here. He had Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. Two years later, he moved off of him. And everyone said, well, I don't understand. They're getting Matt Stafford. Are you kidding me? Matt Stafford is is the polar opposite of what Jared Goff is in this offense. Jared Goff was holding them back. This guy is a wizard. This guy was a this guy is a wizard. I don't know if he's gonna I don't know if he's gonna win the West. He's still behind. But man, you he wasn't gonna lose the West by three games. They're, they're gonna be in the playoffs. They are they are viable to 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 go on the road and knock off anybody. And I mean anybody. They could beat the Bucs. Will they? Probably not. I don't think so. I still like the Bucs to go to the Super Bowl. They could go to Lambeau and win. Would it be hard? Absolutely. Going LA to to, to uh Green Bay. We obviously saw that earlier in the season. But man, come on, you this team is sharp, and OBJ works. Don't lie to yourself. OBJ works in L.A. Because they use him right. They use him the proper way, unlike Kevin Stefanski, 
who did not use Odell the proper way. And maybe it wasn't the proper way because Kevin Stefanski runs his offense. Okay, he doesn't run it through Odell. So proper way or not, Odell was not getting the ball the way Odell should have been getting the ball. He caught a touchdown three yards away from the line of scrimmage. That's where he needs to be. He needs to catch the ball close to the line of scrimmage in space to use his feet to collect yards. His feet need to get more yards than Matt Stafford's arm does, or the quarterback, whoever that is, if that makes sense. Is Odell a deep threat? Absolutely. Can he go deep down the field? Absolutely. But, you mean, he he he's, he's he needs to catch the ball and run. Go. He's the fastest guy on the field half the time. I don't know why everyone's so shocked about the Rams. Jared Goff. Let's talk about Jared Goff. I saw um, there are some rumors that Hutchinson of Michigan, the defensive end, is going to be drafted by the Detroit Lions with the number one overall pick. And if the Detroit Lions do get the number two pick, a lot of people say that he would slip to number two and the Detroit Lions would draft him. So Hutchinson from Michigan is, is, is a clear cut favorite to go to the Detroit Lions. And let me tell you, that is just not a good idea. Why you you cannot if you remember if you remember me back when the Browns drafted Miles Garrett, I was screaming not a good idea. Not that Miles Garrett's a bad player, but not a good idea to draft a defensive lineman when your quarterback is your biggest problem. You see, I kind of I I whenever I heard about the Matt Stafford trade with Jared Goff, I was like, you know, I dig that. That makes sense for L.A., and you know what? That makes sense for Detroit because Matt Stafford's still young, and we could see what if, if he could make it work in a different style, and that's not the Rams' style. Uh, then, no, he's not making it work. So what are you going to do? You're going to go draft Hutchinson and, and have a defensive lineman still with the same quarterback problem and the, the same offensive problem? No. I mean, you— in 2017, the Browns... Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say... Grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcast, Prime Podcast, Google Podcast. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. 
This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. Drafted Miles Garrett. And again, I, I, I hated it. I said they need to get Watson. Why are they not drafting Deshaun Watson? They need a franchise quarterback. I don't understand. I don't understand why... Why they would draft Miles Garrett. And I know what you're saying. Well, it it worked out. It 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 worked out. They got their their franchise quarterback Baker. Yeah, but this was this is three uh front offices ago that did this, so it kind of lucked out for the Browns. But we should have had Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. And yeah, would it suck to not have Miles Garrett? Yeah, sure. But we should have had Deshaun Watson. Now did it work out? And am I glad that it worked out and we got Baker and Miles? Sure, maybe. But if you're the Detroit Lions and you bring Jared Goff to try to revamp your team with a new head coach and you have one win after 14 weeks, uh, I don't know if I want to keep going down this circle of hell in Detroit. I may just want to move off and try to find my next franchise quarterback. All right, everyone's bitching about the college football playoff and how it, well, I live in, I live in Canton, Ohio, Stark County, two hours from Columbus. So the fan base here travels pretty much all through Ohio. Everyone, Buckeye country. So I mean, maybe that's why I'm hearing so much about it. But even on social media, I see a lot of it that the college football playoff should be a 16-team playoff. Now, I'm going to argue this from both sides, okay? Because because quite frankly, I do think that it should be a 16-team playoff, okay? But I'm going to argue it from the other side of things, okay? Of why it's it, that it's not necessary to have the 16-team playoff. This would be the potential bracket if it was a 16-team college football playoff. Alabama would still be the one seed. They would play a 16-seeded Oklahoma. Michigan at number two would play a 15-seeded Iowa, which would be a rematch that we already saw. Georgia at three would play Oregon at 14. Cincinnati at four uh, versus BYU at 13. And then you have some uh, some inner games. None of these teams that originally made the top four for the college football playoff. Ole Miss, eight versus nine-ranked Oklahoma State. Uh, Baylor at seven versus 10-ranked Michigan State. You've got Notre Dame at five versus 12 Pitt, um, the Panthers. The, the, the six-ranked Buckeyes would still face Houston at, at the 11th seed. So at the end of the day, after this bracket were to break down, I think it's quite easy. Alabama would roll over Oklahoma like they've done in in years pre years prior. 
Um, the, the winner of Ole Miss or Oklahoma State, I, I don't think it would matter, would lose to Alabama. Alabama would stamp themselves as the first four of the final four teams. Um, Michigan would handle Iowa again, just like they did. Iowa has zero offense. Um, and then they would probably go up against Baylor or Michigan State, whoever won that game. I, I really don't think it's, uh, it would matter. I think Michigan's the real deal. However, I will say this for the um, opposite, the opposing argument uh, after I make this argument. Baylor could upset Michigan. Baylor could upset Michigan. But then you would have Cincinnati beating BYU. Um Notre Dame already lost to Cincinnati. Pitt would not come close to beating Cincinnati. Cincinnati would be in. Um, I think that they're actually a really good football team. They would play Alabama just like they are now. So that would be one side of the bracket. And then the other side of the bracket, obviously, we have Michigan moving on. Ohio State would beat Houston, and Georgia would handle the Ducks. And I think that Georgia would handle Ohio State. I think their defense would just be too much. Um, So you would have Alabama... Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati in the college football playoff, which is exactly what we have now. Now, I will make the argument from the other side because it's much more fun. Let's just say Baylor were to knock off Michigan. Well, now you have the the argument of, well, that's why you have a 16-team college football playoff. What if Ohio State got the chance to play Georgia? Not only for the schools, but for the sport. That is great. That is great. You're telling me right now, so essentially right now, you have a committee of, you know, old dudes that sit in a, sit in a room who pretty much are going to determine who's better, Ohio State or Georgia. Now, whether I believe it, you believe it, he believes it, or she believes it, I guess we really won't know until they play. So whether Georgia rolls Ohio State or not, I mean, that's good football. That is a that is a good football matchup. And let's just paint a picture that this year they vote on that game, which is essentially what they would be doing because they just stamped Georgia into the college football playoff. What if next year or the year after or, or in 2023, that game was actually played on the field? See, I'm from a I'm from an area where back 30 years ago the high school football state championship was was voted. At the end of the season, the committee got around and said who was the best team and almost every year it seemed like they gave it to a, a team called the Maslin Tigers. If you're not local, look it up. If you don't know the Maslin Tigers, but here's the thing. They were all voted in. That's no fun. Now that we play the football games, the Maslin Tigers haven't won a state championship game on the field. So you could vote Georgia in, but would they beat Ohio State? I think they would, but why not play the game? You're already playing bowl games that don't mean anything anymore. Do you think Ohio State gives a rip About the Rose Bowl, no. Any Buckeye fan that I talk to, they don't even, they're not even watching the Rose Bowl. They may have it on. If it's, if the, if there is absolutely nothing to do and they're, they're, and they are at their home, it may be on the TV. They don't care about it at all because it doesn't mean anything. 
It doesn't mean squat. You're playing the game anyway. I the I don't need the NCAA does not need any more money. But I'm painting you a picture of how you can make so much more. Ohio State plays Houston regardless. 80% of the country doesn't care. You mean to tell me that you're missing out an opportunity to have that game mean something? If you win, you advance to play Georgia and earn the right to get into the college football playoff. It's a damn shame these schools with two losses are just done because they have two losses. Here's how we can fix it. You can A, create the 16-team college football playoff. Or B, if you want to keep it at a four-team college football playoff, maybe only play college power five teams. If you're a power five school, you only schedule power five schools. Instead of Ohio State scheduling Akron in week one or week two, if you want to schedule out of conference, fine. But you're going to Oregon State. You're going to TCU. You're going to you're you're going to Oklahoma State. That's how you do it. You can't judge a schedule when half of your schedule are cupcake games. Especially half of the in-conference games are cupcake games. There's no real way to do it. There's no real way to determine whether Ohio State would beat Georgia or Michigan would beat Baylor or Alabama would beat Oklahoma State or Notre Dame would not avenge their loss against Cincinnati unless you play the game. Why are we voting? We want we want football. We want to watch more meaningful football games. The bowl games don't mean anything unless you're a sports better. That's all. That's all it means. And that's hard to bet on because half the kids don't give a rip. I'm telling you. More so the fans than the players because the players are are, are auditioning for jobs and drafts. But these bowl games are lame anymore. Lame. Absolutely lame. Four-team college football playoff. That is just horrible. They absolutely need a 16-team college football playoff. And it, it, is it necessary? Probably not. You're probably, at the end of the day, you're probably going to get the top four teams in the college football final four, if you will. If you did a 16-team, you know, maybe an off year, you might get a, a seven seed to sneak in. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to matter, but you're going to give teams more mean and fans and players and coaches more meaningful football games. You're, you just are. Not to mention, it could help with the recruiting.
This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. And if I live in Oak, if I live in Oklahoma, or no, let's not even say Oklahoma. Let's say I live in, um, I, I live in California and I really want to go to U- UCLA or USC but I think, you know, I'm probably not going to have a chance to go to the college football playoff. Maybe this, maybe up-and-coming USC teams will because of Lincoln Riley. But what, let's just say in years past, a team from, you know, Utah. I, I'm a kid from Utah. I'd love to go to Utah. they got a good football program. Sometimes they're good. They have to go to Alabama or Ohio State across the country in order to win bogus if you have 16 teams in the college football playoff tournament why can't the kid from utah stay at a school in utah and go to the college football playoff as a 14 seed why i think it helps a lot with recruiting i think it helps a lot with meaningful games i think it helps with revenue i mean are you kidding me i don't have to i don't have to paint a picture I, I I don't I don't I don't you don't have to have a business major to understand that that would generate more money to the NCAA. Is it is it relevant? Does it is it needed? Probably not. It, uh, would it make college football ten times better? I, yeah, I don't see I don't see one flaw of having a college football playoff be sixteen seeds. I just don't see it. I don't see any problem with it. It's it would be it's like it's like it's like trick or treat Halloween. Is is what are, what is the flaw? What flaw is it? Is it necessary to walk around and and, and get a boatload of candy? I, I could go to the dollar store and pay five bucks and not do any of that. What what does it what what does it harm? It's fun. There's no harm in trick or treat. There's no harm in taking your kids out trick or treating. What, what, what harm is there for the college football playoff to have meaningful games? We play the bowl games anyway. Just my opinion. College basketball will uh, always be better than college football until college football can understand and grasp what the hell's going on there. I mean, this Saturday for college basketball. Listen to these games. This is this is non-conference, by the way. All non-conference games. This Saturday coming up in college hoops, um, you are going to get Purdue and Butler. You're going to get Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. You get Tennessee versus Memphis. You're getting UCLA versus North Carolina. What? What? You get Xavier versus Marquette. Ohio State and Kentucky. Ohio State's going to Kentucky. Oklahoma State and Houston? These are all college basketball games on Saturday. 
Baylor and Oregon? Baylor's going to Eugene. You don't see this in college football. Rarely. Occasionally. I mean, the, the Ducks came to Columbus this year. Big deal. So did, so did the Zips. So does Kent State. Why is the Citadel going to Alabama? A week before the Iron Bowl. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's why I love college basketball and I, I sort of, dis, I sort of despise college football, but I like to watch it because I like to see the players that are going to be in the NFL draft. Um, but man, college football, they just got so much work to do. All right, last thing that I want to talk about. If you go on TikTok, um, yeah, your boy Burley Gunner is pretty famous on TikTok. Um, at Burley Gunner on TikTok, um, I posted it Sunday. It's got 23,000 views on it as of now. Uh, we'll see if we can get that up there. Go comment what you think because I'm getting a lot of hate on this video. It's a it's a Browns fan just just chirping a, a Ravens fan, which I, I absolutely loved it. I dig it. Everyone in the comments does not love it. The number one um, liked comment says the most classless fans in the NFL. First of all, I just want to come say that I've had beer dumped on me as a minor at Heinz Field. That happened. Um, I've been spit on in my home stadium of First Energy Stadium, um, the night of the kick six. Did I deserve some of it? Maybe. This happens all over the NFL. Every NFL stadium that I've ever been to, any NFL game that I ever go to, this is this happens, okay? And this isn't the only viral video on, on TikTok. And if you look at the differences between this video and all of the other ones, there's no, there's just, there's just guys just chirping. Go take a look at it on TikTok at Burley Gunner. Guys just chirping. Look, guys just chirping. Here, here. Everyone's going nuts. He's bringing down the hammer. He's just wanting to high five, a little smack talk. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Go, go like it up, but comment what you think. Defend me, Browns fans, because I, I, I'm trying to defend the city, but. You know, there are 22,000 people on my ass. And it sounds, from the sounds of things outside, um, the police may be on my ass. Well, they stopped about a block away. You gotta love Canton, Ohio, uh, especially living in the city. Well, I don't live in the city, but I live in a neighborhood not far from the city. But, yeah. Anything else? Go to the Browns game and get your NFT on Saturday. If you don't want to go to the game because of the COVID and you have a, you know, you're you're just a sorry Browns fan and put your put your paper bag over your head, get your ass to the stadium and at least get your NFT of the Cleveland Browns because that could that could get you some money. Those could be valuable. Those could be valuable. Burning River Buckets basketball ranked twentieth in the ABA now. At five and one, um, they're going to host the twenty fourth ranked team in the country this Saturday after the Browns game. So you could go Browns game, 
head to the east side of Cleveland. Browns game at 4.30, head to the east side of Cleveland and at least catch the second half of Burning River Buckets basketball. If you can't, you could catch it on the stream. I always post a link on my Twitter, Facebook, um, all that kind of stuff. If you want to watch the Burning River Buckets broadcast, again, they're 5-1. and one. They Their only loss um, is to a top 10 ranked team. I believe they're ranked um, number one in the country right now. So you're, you're talking about a team whose only loss is to the number one ranked team in the country. Brand new Buckets team, by the way. I know I've said that before, but if you missed it on this show, the Burning River Buckets are the, are the newest team in the ABA. First year, 5-1, and one, they've only lost to the number one ranked team in the ABA. There's 150, ranked, or there's 150 teams in the ABA. They do it kind of like college basketball where you have a number one ranked team through number 25 ranked team. And the Burning River Buckets have been inside that 20 top 25 the majority of the season sitting there at number 20 i'm excited uh i want you to be excited i mean the Cavs are exciting so why not support the semi-pro team in cleveland the burning river buckets if what like i said you can either buy a ticket for ten dollars and you can come to the mentor athletic complex and you can watch the burning river buckets um you can see me and mitch there we'll talk to you after the game but if you can't make the game, it's so easy you, you to watch our television broadcast. I'll post the link, like I said, on Twitter and on Facebook. I'll post it on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network as well for the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. It's really fun. It's really fun basketball, an up-and-coming Burning River Buckets team, and we're, we're really excited uh, to make the next step in the franchise, whatever that may be, because we're so young, we're so new to the Burning River Buckets, uh, but it's such a great family, it's such a great organization, I'm happy to be a part of it, I want you to be a part of it as a fan, come get your merch, you can go to burningriverbuckets.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, uh, lids, sweaters, jackets. They've got a bunch of nice stuff. Check that out. You can also go to clevelandsportsfan.com. We have a merch section as well. Hats, hoodies, shirts. You can get customizable stuff. So shoot me a DM on Twitter or, or at me on Book It or whatever and say, yo, Burley, this is what I want. Can you do it? And I, I'm sure 99% uh, of the things that you want requested, I can do or we can do here at the Cleveland Sports Fan. So until, until next week, Go Browns, beat the Raiders, and I guarantee you, in one week's time, we'll be talking about the Browns in first place of the AFC North. Burley Gunner Show.